Thank you, Ms. Orton. Turn your Bibles, if you would, please, to Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. I want to begin reading verse 1. Brother Kunji, a good friend of mine years ago, came here to this church, served the Lord with us. He was dying of cancer, and uh, I went to see him in the hospital, and he asked me to read this chapter to him, and I'll never forget it. Isaiah 55, verse 1, please. Ho, everyone that thirsts come to me, come to ye to the waters. He that has money, has no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good. Let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear and come unto me. Hear, and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Behold, I have given him for a witness to the people, a leader and commander to the people. Behold, thou shalt call a nation that thou hast not, thou knowest not, and nations that knew not thee shall run unto thee because of the Lord thy God. And for the Holy One of Israel, for he hath glorified thee. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the right, unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for I will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as rain cometh down and snow from heaven, and returneth not hither, but waters the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. For you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorns shall come up the fir tree, instead of the briars shall come up the myrtle tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, we love you this morning as best we know how. Father, I pray that you'll teach us every day to love you more. Send something in our life, Lord, that shows us how to love you more, how to appreciate life that you give us more. I pray, dear God, somebody here today might be low in thoughts and in spirit. I pray that you'll lift us up, dear God. Keep our mind on thee. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you'll notice with me, the Bible says, what God thinks are not what we think, or not what man thinks. Verse 8 and 9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For the heavens are higher than the earth, 
So are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. I laugh at the news commentators talking about uh, Putin or whatever his name is over there in Russia. And uh, they said nothing can change his mind. Nothing can stop him from what he's trying to do. He's a madman. And I got news for you. Yes, there is. God can change his mind. And we look at what's going on in the world right now, and, and I sure don't like it. I would like to change a lot of things that's in the, going on in the world. But I, I've been reading the book of Revelation quite a bit and studying the book of Revelation about Jesus coming back and what, what has to take place as he comes back. Did you know the Bible says there's 200 million, think about this, 200 million foot soldiers are going to come down from the south down to uh, Israel, going to fight against Israel. Do you know who the two world orders are that has that many foot soldiers? Chinese and the Russians. Think about that. And that's right at the north, and that's right around, coming right down to the Euphrates River where the battle is going to be fought and God's going to intervene. And you always wonder, how is all this going to take place? I don't know. You know, I would like to see world peace. I really would. I don't like to fight. I don't like to see our soldiers dying or anybody else's soldiers. I don't like to see anybody dying. I don't like to see anybody suffering. But I know there's a great day coming of great suffering that's going to take place as Jesus comes back. And I know that my thoughts are not God's thoughts. My ways are not God's ways. God's ways are higher than mine. Verse 1, God offers man free salvation. Uh, look with me please in verse 1. Ho, everyone that thirsted, come ye to the waters. And he that had no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. You know what he's talking about? He's talking about God's salvation. Do you know God's salvation is free? And it's free to everybody. Uh, anybody comes and wants to get saved, you don't have to do anything to get saved. God already made everything for you to be saved. He crucified His Son on the cross of Calvary for your sins. Salvation is free. Then notice, God warns man in verse 6. Verse 6 says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. You know what he's talking about? He's talking about when the Holy Spirit deals with you. That's the time to accept Christ as your Savior. God's times are not your times. Now notice it says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. God knows the heart of all the children of men. In 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 39. John 2, verse 24 and 25. God knows what man is. In other words, God knew his free salvation would be rejected by more men because they think it is too easy and too simple. Then in verse 8 and 9 of chapter, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, Neither your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts more than your thoughts. Notice, please, uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 9. As it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man 
the things which God has prepared for them that love Him. Now, if we cannot even imagine, think about it, listen to that verse now, if we can't even imagine the place God has prepared for us, how can we even come near understanding the majesty and the glory and the greatness of the God who prepared the place called heaven for you and I? God is infinitely above man in every respect. Isaiah 66 verse 1 says, Man occupies a footstool, but God occupies the throne. God is creator, preserver of all things. He is a ruler of all the universe. And yet even a little sparrow falls to the ground. The Bible says he takes note of it. Consider this for just a moment. Think of all the multitudes of angels, all the principalities, all the multitudes of the human race who have exalted, existed, and who will exist until Jesus comes back at rapture. Think of all the heavenly bodies that exist, sun, moon, earth, planet, stars, millions and millions of stars and planets we don't even have know about, and yet God governs them all. God is infinitely superior to man in knowledge. Man can only know yesterday and now. But we cannot know the future. But God does. Now, Isaiah 46, please. Isaiah 46. And listen to this for just a minute. Verse 8 and verse 9. Remember the former things of old. For I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Calling a ravish bird from the east, the man that executes my counsel for a far country, yea, I have spoken it, I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it, and I will also do it. Psalms 90 verse 2. Before the mountains were brought forth, or even thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Acts 15 verse 18. Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. How can man know more than God? When God knows everything that ever has been and ever will be. God is far above man in power. Man is weak and frail. And all our plans must conform to the weakness of our power. But God says, through Job, God thundereth marvelously with his voice. Great things doeth he which he cannot comprehend. Touching the Almighty, we cannot find him out. He is excellent in power. That's what Job said. Jeremiah 32, verse 17. There's nothing too hard for thee. Amen. Luke 1, verse 35 through 37. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. So God is far away more powerful than man. God is far above man in holiness. Psalm 145, verse 17. The Lord is righteous in all His ways and holy in all His works. Job 34, verse 10 through 12. Yea, surely God will not do wickedly, neither will the Almighty pervert judgment. Man is selfish and sinful. 
Man only cares for nothing but their own personal interest and pleasure. But God cares for the whole world. Again, God for surpasses man in love. 1 John 4 verse 8 says God is love. Man's love is limited. We are easily discouraged and hurt by the smallest of things. But God loves with an everlasting love. Jeremiah 31 and verse 3. God is eternal, unchangeable. Man is continually changing in circumstances as circumstances change. But God is the same yesterday and today and forever. Now I brought all this to your attention to show you something about America today. If you would please turn over to 1 Kings now. And 1 Kings, just, just back up some, to 1 Kings chapter 18. I love these chapters and I go to them for encouragement all the time. But I want you to read 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 19 through verse 21. Listen. Now therefore sin and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel and the prophets of Baal. Listen now. 450 and the prophets of the groves. 400 which eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent unto all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt you between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. If Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him, Not a word. Now you think about that just a minute. Now turn on, go on down to verse 36. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the Indian offering, that Elijah, the prophet, came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast turned their back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell. If you study those prayers, which I study prayers in the Bible, and it's 63 words. Think about that. Just 63 words of that prayer that Elijah prayed to God. And the fire fell. Amen? Every time I read that, I believe it's time that America came to the place Elijah brought the people to God in this day. In verse 21, please. Verse 21. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, think about that. The God of the universe, the God of all power, there's nothing too hard for God, there's nothing can't be changed by God. If he be God, then the Bible says follow him. If Baal, if there's another God, then go follow him. Amen? It's just that simple. Now, how long hold you between two opinions? The Bible says, if God's thoughts and ways are far above and better than ours, if he is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving, greater than any man can ever be, why would anyone reject his love and his plan of salvation for your soul then? His plan for your happiness and joy here on this earth. He even died for you and rose again. 
I was talking to a man some time ago, and I was going through the plan of salvation to him. And I said, Do you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? Would you take Him as your Savior? And he said, I don't know if I can believe that or not. And I said, Well, think about this for just a minute. Suppose that I'm right and you're wrong. He said, I don't know if there is a God. And he talked to me like I said, Just suppose for just a minute that I'm right and you're wrong. I said, What have you lost except in accepting my God? But turn that around for just a minute. It's suppose that I'm wrong and you're right. That there is no God. Then look what we've all lost. If this is it, brother, this is all life most miserable. Amen? Every time I turn around, there's something coming in my life that's miserable to me. Now, I have some good days. Thank God for the good days and the good moments. Amen? But I have some bad ones too. And so do you if you're still alive. And I look at some of you and I wonder. But I, I, I do know one thing. If you're still alive today, brother, you got some bad things in your life. Sooner or later you'll have them. Amen? But at the same time, I know there's a God. Now, I know better, better days are coming. And I, I, as I told this young man, you accept my God and He saves you so you got eternal life. you got happiness. you got joy. But if you reject Him, you got nothing to look forward to. But a hell, a burning lake of fire, eternal punishment. Which you'd rather have? Make up your mind. Get over here on God's side or go over there and worship the devil and his bunch. But make up your mind. You can't go through life uh, in doubt all the time. Man, I don't want to ever go through doubting my salvation. I said that a long time ago. I really did. Somebody asked me here a while back, Preacher, you ever doubt your salvation? Not anymore. I, I might have once, right after I got saved, about ten minutes. But then I come to a verse of Scripture that said, I know in whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that He is able to keep me against that day. Amen? And I read that verse and I said, Good, not a lie. That shows plain as day that God's the one that does the salvation and He's the one that keep you. Amen? And I might have doubts and wonders in my life, but I realize that God saved my soul and He will keep me. So, you going to change that for not worshiping Him? Now, I believe this. Our country's in a mess. Our leaders are in a mess. Churches. I read this week uh, how many churches are closing their doors, period. You know why? Because of Fauci. And I believe Fauci is part of the Antichrist. I really do. I believe the devil is using him uh, to destroy Christianity and destroy churches. He, he said, put on these masks. First of all, he started easy. Put on the mask. That's okay. You can come to church with a mask on. Next thing, set six feet apart and you wear your mask and then you come to church. Next thing he said, close the church, period. If you got more than six people in a service, you can't have a service. Who can exist as a church, a building, and all the problems that goes with paying the bills and everything with six people? You can't do it. And what the devil has done... He's used this virus and to shut down churches, period. And think about this. Churches all across the United States that was founded 
on the Word of God and church service and serving the Lord and being on time and coming into the place of God and worshiping the Lord. It was founded on that. And then all of a sudden, everybody says, we can't go. Who said so? God said to do it. Man said don't do it. I want to ask you something. Who's better off? God or man? Is God's ways better than God's way? Uh, man, better than man's ways? Or is man's ways better than God's ways? It's time we made a choice. It's time we come over on God's side. He'll take care of you. Amen? I said this from the beginning and I believe it. Everybody's going to get this mess sooner or later because it's a virus. It's just like the cold. Somebody's going, you'll get it. Just wait your turn, you'll get it. Because it's just like little kids get sick. And if you teach school or around little kids, you're going to get sick. Why? They got it. They got a cold. They got a runny nose, everything else in the world. We're in the world. Did you ever notice something? I used to drive a Sunday school bus. And I'd go in these poor neighborhoods. And I'd see these little kids running around barefooted. And how, you know, just short pants on. Some of them lived in a junkyard. Had an old snarly dog out there in the yard. And cats all over the place. And all kind of filth around. And broken glass and bottles everywhere. And they're cutting their feet and stepping on nails. And everything else in the world. And healthy as a bed bug. They really was. I mean, as healthy as they could be, running and playing, having a good time. And then you go next door, and here's a bunch in a house, big fine house, and they got on fine clothes, and they go take a bath every five minutes, and and put on everything in the world, and they're sick all the time. What's the difference? One just trusting in God and living their life and going on. God's take care of them. But man, don't you touch that? I went to visit a lady. Made me sick. I got outside like I threw up. I, I went to visit this one lady and she said, Come on in, Pastor. And I walked in and uh, she turned around at the doorknob and took her handkerchief and wiped off the doorknob. And she said, Pastor, come over here and sit, in this, sit here in this chair. She had a towel in the chair for me to sit on. And then everything I did. In the house, she's wiping it down and taking care of it. The whole time I'm trying to talk to her. And then I got up to leave. I went to the front door and she wiped off everything that I'd been touching in the house and wiped off the doorknob and everything else and walked out. I want to ask you something. You going to live in that kind of fear? Always afraid of a little bug going to get you or something else going to get you? Not me. I believe God's ways are higher than my ways. God's ways are higher than man's ways. And He will take care of me. If I get sick and I get a virus and die, don't worry about me. I'm going to heaven. Amen? But I sure ain't going to live no closet. And I'm not going to live away from God. And it's time that America stood up to this mess and said, I had enough of it. I'm going to serve my God. I'm not going to worry about it. Because I really believe this. If I get it, God can cure me if He wants to. I really do. I know several of you had it. You looked pretty good to me. You got over it, didn't you? I know some it didn't. But I also know there's other things that have killed them too. Amen? When it's your time, it's your time. And I don't want to get sick. 
And I'm not trying to say don't take certain things or do certain things. If you want to do it, you do it. But I'm going to trust God. And I'm going to get over here on God's side and I'm going to serve the Lord as best I know how. And I'm not going to worry myself to death about the Ukraine and Russia and atomic bombs and everything else happening. When God is ready, it's going to happen anyhow. But I'm going to serve the Lord and I'm going to fight for my freedom. And I'm going to speak up for my freedom and your freedom. We live in a free America. And God ordained it so. If we trust Him, we're free. He said, I will set you free. And you know what? <laughs> I was sitting there last night as I told in my Sunday school class, I was sitting eating last night our supper. And I saw what's going on over in the Ukraine and, and those poor people and the suffering they're going through. And I said, oh my, I'm so glad and thankful for my freedom. I'm so glad I got a home that I can shut my door and go to bed and not worry about somebody knocking it down and killing me and my wife and family. I live in America. And brother, I don't want nobody to take that from me. And I'm going to trust God that He'll take care of it. And I'm going to pray just like Elijah prayed. Lord, call fire down from heaven if you have to. Call the Holy Spirit down. Let Him take care of us. Amen. I just believe you do it. I love my Lord. I love my God. I love my country. And I love God's people. And I want to see us blessed to the Lord. Learn to trust Him. Do the best you can as God leads you. Don't listen to everything else in the world. Do the best you can. I told somebody, I said, Preacher, would you take the shots? I did take them. You know why I took them? I went to my doctor. My doctor said, you're at age, you need them. I said, give it, give it here. I'm not going to take the rest of this mess. You know why? I believe it's coming over, and they just keep coming. It's all about money. Give me another shot, give me another shot, give me another shot. You're never going to get over the shots. Hang it up. I just serve the Lord and trust Him. Amen. Stand with me. Father, would you bless your people today? Help us learn to trust you. Do the best we can. Listen to our doctors. You gave us those doctors. <coughs> you gave us some medication. You gave us everything in this life to serve you with. Help us learn to trust you now. Don't worry about all the foreign wars and troubles in the world. Lord, just get back to where we belong with you. Then we can be blessed. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing something, please. Turn to page 40, please.